Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. Moves up and takes the lead, but Mr. Brightside's challenging. Mr. Brightside up to Alligator Blood, Cascadian late. Mr. Brightside in front, and Mr. Brightside side has won the mile from Cascadian, the inevitable. He's three on Beauty Eternal, then came Mamur, next in there to Soul Rush, but it's Golden 60 for Hong Kong, four on Voyage Bubble, that's not a whip, that's a wand, that ride from Vincent is magic, Golden 60. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150, Animo takes the lead from Zaki, Alligator Blood, I'm Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear, I'm Thunderstruck late, Animo holding G'day punters and welcome back to the Racing Previews podcast. We of course have Black Type Racing at Caulfield this Saturday and we're all very excited. The trio, we're back. Nico and Will, fellas, how are we doing? How's our weeks? Off the bit. Off the off bit, the are bit. you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Please. off the fucking bit, I tell you. <laughs> I've had an absolute sea of a week. <laughs> Fucking hell. Nightmare after nightmare. Please explain. The, the the listeners are so invested in your life, Nico. Oh, well, we'll start with the most recent of events this afternoon. Get to it. The last job of the day. J-Max had another job. I've gone there just to do this. The client's got some tenants moving in tomorrow. He goes, oh, yeah, it was cut two weeks ago. I get there and it's fucking knee high. It hasn't been cut for probably six to eight weeks. I don't have all the equipment that I need. Had to cancel my haircut. Oh, I was fucking roadful, honestly. I was, nothing, fucking, wi- I was nothing, fucking wild. Nothing pisses Nico off more than having to cancel his haircut. So oh. that is Nico a brilliant start. Is like for me and Ben, it's, it's like they're like the bane of our existences because it's designated on a Thursday before the podcast. It's the Weekly. best part of my week. Week. Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Every Thursday is that's just the best part. And our podcasts get regularly shifted back. Oh, you are a princess. Haircuts. Yeah, listeners, so, if you're uh, ever yeah. wondering why why the podcast is out late on a Thursday night, it's because Nico is usually getting his haircut. Princess, anyway, anyway prop, Nico, continue. Proper tanty, and then just dealing with some of the idiots in the racing industry for, for the rest rest part of the week. Like what? 
Racing Victoria stewards needs to have a look at themselves after yesterday's debacle. That's complete and utter bullshit. I'm not talking through my kick because I had results on um, who's horse Sharice and the oh. other horse Thingo. That race. Yeah, you either uphold both protests or you dismiss both because I've been royally bent over. So have you, Bot, and anyone who's backed Sharice because they've upheld the protest on the grounds that that horse should have won the race and it gets relegated from third to second. Where the fuck is the sense in that? Like, where's that? The only person who cops it, the only person who benefits out of that is the bookies. The punters get rorted, mm. connections and, the, the owners, and owners gets gets rorted. The only people who win out of that is the bookies. I reckon the, I thought the right decision was made. Yeah, I, but I had but, a proper bet into Sharice and um was probably the I reckon it was one of the worst beats I've ever had in my life and yeah, I, I thought the right decision was made. Yeah, like the it, right it, decision it's, was it's, made, but if that's what you think, but you were no richer for it. They've up they've upheld the protest on the grounds that they think that Sharice should have won and you still so haven't context, won the race. For context, this is third protest third versus first. First goes to third, and third goes to second, and the horse who ran second, who was never going to probably win the race, wins the race. Yeah, but if you if you just completely change a system, that opens another whole can of worms, and it's just no. You either like, dis- you either dismiss the whole lot, or you uphold uphold the whole lot. So if it's the third versus first, the horse that you're upholding the protest for either wins the race, or it's, it's a sick beat. It's one of the it's two. An, it's an because interesting because it, it hurts it even more when they uphold the protest because in their eyes. That horse should have won, and you get delegated to second. That is utter rubbish. Mm. And then, anyway, Nico. And then we got one more to go. <laughs> yeah, still going. Racing Victoria stripping Kirama of winning another premiership. Essentially, I agree with because because David Eustace has left the country. I can understand if he's gone and gone out on his own and he's racing in the same jurisdiction, training in the same jurisdiction even in another state, but he's gone to another country. Arguably, Kieran's worse off now that Dave has gone, and with this stupid rule, they're basically saying, well, he's better off without him gone, and he's got to start from scratch again. I know Kieran probably doesn't care about winning another premiership. That's not the be-all and end-all for him, but it's utter bullshit. It's going to be it's going to be a shitty victory for whoever ends up winning the trainers' premiership because Kieran should win, and he should win by the length of the Flemington Strait, and now they're going to not let yeah. that happen. See, so the, hopefully the common... part of this is I don't feel bad for Kieran. I, I feel more worse for his legion of staff. He's probably got you know staff in the three-figure range who... He's got 300 staff members, they said the other oh, day. Three, 300 staff members. Obviously, they've got stables in Sydney and in Victoria. Their processes wouldn't change just because Dave has gone to Hong Kong. Dave is exited the jurisdiction and now mm. their hard work has sort of been taken away on the premiership table mm. because one key person has left. I don't think it's right either. And I think it's a bit of a slap in the face to I hope common sense prevails in the Kieran end that they do they do change their mind, but at the moment it's a shit show. Yeah. And I, I made a status about it as well on the Twitter sphere and I had someone comment um, saying, you know, when Simon Zara and Matthew Allerton split, the same thing happened to them. But it's a little bit different when you split individually and you stay in the same jurisdiction. Yeah, this 100%. Just, it's, a, it's a different situation. 
Yeah, it's, that'd be different then. Dave's gone to another country to train and essentially been headhunted to go. It's not like he's he's had a falling out with Kieran and he's gone. He's been headhunted from Hong Kong to go. He's in another racing jurisdiction. It's, it's a utter rubbish. So anyway, that's my week, dealing with this dumb, dumb people. <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Makes Obviously, my head hurt. Um, these are... Yeah, it, it has like they're just rules that have been in play for a long time and perhaps they are a little bit But surely we surely the, the the part of the world that we're like the way the world is now, it's gotta be a case by case basis with these things. Yeah. No, for sure. Anyway. I've got a little bit of news to lighten up the mood. Shout out to Mum. It is her fiftieth birthday today. Oof. She's reached <laughs> the half century, she's risen the bat. She hasn't taken the helmet off, but she's risen the bat. <laughs> so shout out, mum! Happy birthday! Uh, she doesn't. She doesn't listen like your mum, but so uh, oh, we're in the clear there. <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to touch on, my little bit of racing news, the thing that I know some of you might have lost a bit of money from it yesterday, but the first race at Royal Randwick on the Kenzo, oh. the great game does not discri- not discriminate. Doesn't matter. If you've got a million dollars in your bank account or zero, the $2.5 million cult went absolutely bust. Uh, what was its still name? Hasn't, I think still hasn't finished. Railway Man. Waller. I think it ran later on last. And then Matt Damon's horse, Dale. I'm Vince Lauder Booker. Obviously named after Dale from Step Brothers, and they even had the silks. I think it might have run second last, and they were nowhere to be seen. So... That is and my Nash has just written joy. the ears off it for Tommy Papley oh, in the ownership. And the, and the best thing, and the best thing, the winner who was out the gate in market had the fifth leg out in the pre parade. I was just about to say that. Was it a was it a Colts only race or was it a? No, uh, I'm no. not sure. But no. yeah, they were mostly Colts. Um, no. Yeah, it had a bit of a, a rush of blood before the race, and it still won with its ears pricked. So it was like, was that? It was like extravagant. Um, in the, the the Australian Guineas, or it was like the it was in a, a Colts race anyway, and yeah. um, he had the fifth leg out, and he was meant to go to start, but he had the fifth leg out in a uh, parade ring full of other Colts. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he's going to start. <laughs> we won't we won't uh, say any more about that. Uh, that's a whole other can of worms. That yeah. sometimes you just get excited, mate. Yeah, oh, you've right. been known to get the fifth leg out on from time to time on a night out, Benny. Fifth, fifth, you reckon? <laughs> it looks like your fifth at the end of the night, anyway. Seeing, Moving seeing on, multiples. Let's get to the racing times. All right, but anyway, that was my little highlight. The great game does not discriminate. All right, Caulfield, the rail is out nine meters. I'm hoping the track still plays reasonably fair, but. A rail position this far out, you always want to be sort of cautious. Let's go to race one. It is the McCafe handicap, 1,200-meter benchmark 70 for the three-year-old Phillies. Lost $2.80 favorite from Exco, I'm not even, number four, $3.70, <laughs> Barbie's Doll, five fifty, and Lady of Poise, $7. But... Mm. Yeah, I was verging away in the... Um... The cafe yesterday <laughs> afternoon, away. and 
they um, put up $5 and I missed it. I was so pissed off and it's ruined my, my week and I've, I haven't even backed this horse yet, but I still want to back it. Um, I think it's a 240 chance. Um, but I don't think these, these, these are much good at all. Um, and, yeah, it's coming off some nice trials up in Sydney. It was pitched up in some nice races. The stable's got an opinion of it. Um, it's got some nice form lines, nice sectionals. It's all that. I don't know. It comes down. It's been scratched from Randwick or Rose Hill, wherever they're racing in Sydney. And I think this is a pretty nice, nice filly. Um, I, 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 think, I think it'll get out from the, the price. It's been – it was one of those ones where they hit it really hard early and it's – um. It will it will get out on the day, um, you would imagine. Um, mm. The thing is, I don't know what they're going to back, but um, hopefully, you get a better price lost if you get three bucks, three, three fifty, somewhere, something like that. I'd, I'd be taking that. It's a it's a good bet. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a bit like um, Osmar the other week. It's um, you know, I think it might have just come better. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. How bad was that? Anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's not a, not a, the best better ever at two eighty, but I'm sure you get better price and you can have a better that if you want. Yeah, it looks a disgusting race, but I did like the form line <laughs> through Kundalini, who uh, has some good SPs on the board. Obviously, yeah, it's got so some well good um, SPs through some nice horses as well. Like the market's got an opinion of it, the stable's got an opinion of it. Yeah, Zazon. All right, race two, 1,800 metre, three-year-old benchmark 70 yet again. Smoke and Giant, $3. Just a Boom, $6. Crossover Kid, $7. Don't Believe in $8. John Riccio, $8 or $10. You here again, Bob? Yeah, it's one of my sort of races, this one. it's um The the market has absolutely early anyways steamed into this uh, Smoke and Giant who is a merchant navy out of a Galileo mare and big horse won really well on debut, won by about five lengths or so, 4.8 lengths. Problem is it beat absolutely nothing and the time was no good. So Pakenham has been really weird, but Pakenham is just a weird track and um, not super confident labeling horses just like, no good at all or or horses going through the roof out of Pakenham because it's just a – I don't think I've ever backed a winner at Pakenham. Watch I what you say about Pakenham. We've got the Prince of Packy on the panel here. Well, he makes Pakenham even worse. But, um, <laughs> Turn it up, idiot. It, it, yeah, it's, it's an easy horse to, um, to leave. And people will say like Damien Lane went out for – to ride it or whatever. It was a um, – it was a late jockey change because I think it, I think Luke Nolan um, has been out with um, he, he he had to like swap the rider or anything. So anyway, I want to be with um, Justaboom, who I we I didn't back it. You backed it last time. It was well back dollar eight into dollar fifty. Um, it was probably given the worst winning ride I think anyone has yeah. ever seen. Yeah, um, fucking slaughtered it. Yeah, it was it, real bad. Um, but I like the way it's sort of built through its its gears and it obviously wants further and it's got a nice sort of foundation to step up to the 1,800 metres and it should go forward, if not midfield, hopefully. And, um, yeah, like, the, like it, the, 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 um, the rating last time, I know 
smoke and giant um and th- this is in like multiple databases this is um it's it's very clearly rated higher on debut um so i'm i don't i'm not like saying to lay the shit out of smoke and giant but like i reckon it's a six dollar chance and it's three dollars early and um and the other one i want to have something on as well is yosemite falls who was in a slow race at um mooney valley first up over 1200 and then went to 600 in a strongly run race and he was really strong through the line um 30 days between runs but he should be up on the speed and i think he might be a pretty nice horse so that's Master um, Bates back on board yeah master baits um yeah they're twelve dollars and um six fifty i think that that's fair to to bet against the favorite i think he's a He's an interesting horse. He might he might be quite good, but um, at three dollars, I'd, um, yeah, I'm a little bit juries out. Um, especially the, the way that the markets moved towards him has just got me a little bit confused. Like if it was three dollars out to five dollars, like the opposite of what's happened, I'd I'd have a lot of confidence in this race. But um, I think the bookies are trying to catch up on their on Frosty yeah, and they're struggling. Yeah, that's with it. true. <laughs> yeah, that might be true as well. All right, let's move on to race three. It is uh, a benchmark 70 over 1,100 metres. Johnny Rocker was obviously so good against the bias last start. Is even money favourite from Dakota Lee, six dollars. Also entered at the Valley, so that's a little bit interesting. I think it's first up of 500 days or something like that, yeah. uh, unbeaten. Miss Icelandic, seven dollars. Tanto, eight fifty. And DK, ten dollars. Nico, I'll hand to you first this time. Yeah, I think this is... Uh... A very, very easy bet to have Johnny Rocker. Um, he was a massive return of 400 days. This talented bull behind Ding Ding, Mornington Glory form, who's completely and utterly airborne. <clears throat> um, he has thrived since last start, all reports, and I expect him to put pay uh, to this lot up another 100 metres. Wide draw is fine from the shoot. And I think he's definitely better than 70 grade. So, yeah, uh, I don't know how we're getting sort of, I think $2-ish is probably pretty fair. Mm. Hopefully that other mule doesn't come out. Dakota Lee or whatever it's called. It's entered in the valley. Yeah. But, um, yeah, black odds, good odds, I reckon. Should be pretty hard to beat. I'm chips in Johnny Rocker. Um, it's a little bit scary going balls deep so early in the day at Caulfield, but if there's still even money around, which I doubt there will be, but you can't really bet right now because Dakota Lee's in at the Valley. I think he would just be winning. Um, he was obviously first up of 400 days there at Flemington. The Spruik was around. He didn't really drift. Um, he drifted maybe a little bit, but he still started a firm favourite. Um, that race rated. The really damage balls. was done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sort of, it sort of rated over 10 lengths above the all-average benchmark. They went a decent gallop, and he still ran home in the second fastest last 400 of the entire meeting. He now goes up to 1,100 metres. That's suitable, and he draws out in 10. So he's going to be out of the slow horse's way, and we know with one turn at Caulfield, it's not really a disadvantage. So, yeah, I'm all over him. 60 kilos, no worries with that with the compressed weight scale. He should just be winning, but Dakota Lee... If it runs tomorrow night, the value we're probably going to be taking a short price, but it is what it is. Yeah, I'll make it three out of three. It's a, uh, I think a thousand meters is just too quick for him, um, and it was a strong um, time figure um, at, at 
Flemington. And everything went on the Morning road. To, like Morning to Glory was like sixth up or something as well. So that's good. Like he was a rock hard fit. Johnny Rocker ran well. And yeah, he was first up on 400 six. days. Yeah, like the what price is um, Dakota Lee is like second favourite. Who is this horse anyway? I've never even heard of it. It's from Alice Springs. It's it's oh, so it's probably never yeah. ran on grass in its life. I don't know. I don't even know to be honest. I just like I just saw um, Alice Springs form and it's off seven hundred days almost, and it's four percent drifter already. So like I've got a twenties. I, I don't even I don't even want to look at. It's got to start double figures if it's here. Yeah, it'll it'll start double figures. And um, the thing is, I I was I if it wasn't here, I reckon. Well, no, if, if it was, how do I say this? Like, I, I reckon, because I think it'll drift so massively, I don't think Johnny Rocker will get out too much. So I think, I can't, I'm kind of compl- contemplating betting. No, I haven't bet yet. Um, Let's just wait. I think we just wait and see what happens in the morning. See if Dakota wait till Lee's, scratchings tomorrow morning. See if Dakota Lee's going to go to the Valley or if it's going to here. Now, I've, I've got it at $1.90 or so. so. That's with yeah, Dakota it's, it's Lee at the in. moment. Obviously. Yeah, but but I've got Dakota Lee twenty, so I won't, won't factor yeah, okay. it too yeah. much. But it doesn't matter what you have it because if it comes out at yeah. sixes, you're going to cop. Yeah, you're going to get fisted. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like, a, I might not be a bit in the end. But the other horse I kind of like as well is Bifrost, who comes out of the same race and was pretty good. It's got Blake Shin on. Um, yeah, I, I just thought like at twenty sixes, it's it's probably too big. And the the rating it ran um before, uh, um. Behind Get Up Girl and um, an Overboost at Cranbourne, over th- it's a real thousand meter horse, and um, if you can stretch to eleven hundred, um, I think it's right in it. All right, let's move on. I need to pick up the sectionals a little bit, but yeah. the Chairman Stakes two year old Group Three over a thousand meters. It is the first black type race of the day, and Coleman and Anisa. The market can't split them. They're two dollars fifty each a piece. I'm not sure if we need to look down the market any further because they look the two chances for me. But Scampy is five dollars fifty. Counter offensive is six dollars fifty, but um, yeah, they, they if this doesn't start favorite, I um give up. Um, it just it's just like the case for this horse is just. Can you say uh, the it, horse's name because no one knows who you're talking Anisa, about. Anisa, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, it, if it doesn't start favorite, then um, it it the yeah, this this it's just um, it's it's very simple. Like this horse ran faster than Coleman and. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a trials person. Uh, but even if I was, I don't know. I, it's just. It's just. It's just. It just has to be. It has to be favourite, and it has to be shorter than. Like bet three six five earlier today, we're winding it out a bit, and um. You took it all. You dog. <laughs> well, it's yeah, like two sixty five is top price now. That's 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 good betting. Um. Two thirty is my price. Coleman, it's it's not even Coleman's not even necessarily bad value. I don't think either. I've got it three sixteen, but um. So the, you've the, gapped you've gapped the rest. I've well, yeah. I've just like Scampy and counter offensive being in single figures is a joke. They both run slow time. Scampy's run slow time on and bad ratings on multiple occasions, and has yeah. It's got all, that's all hype. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's a trial squib, is it not? If it if it comes out and beats me, well, I'll cop it. But um, I think Anis is a really good bet, and um, it ran all over them at Caulfield, and it gave the indication 
could go even better. So um, if Coleman knocks me off, I'll cop it. I, I might even back Coleman, to be honest, if, if it gets out. And I, I probably imagine it does. I think they'll completely steam into a Nisa. I think if it's... If, I, Sorry, I can't even talk. Anisa might start like even money, and Coleman might start like three fifty. If it does, I'll probably back it as well. Right, balls deep there, Nico. What are your thoughts? I found it a little bit hard to split them, but I could end up coming with Anisa for sure. I know Bot got two dollars ninety today. I probably would have taken that, but down low, too slow. Yeah, well, that was never going to happen after he, after he had a bet, was it? it was all going to be on <laughs> prick, selfish prick. <laughs> Um, I've opted to stay out of this race. I, I'm the nard, and um, to me, it was going to be more of a regretful bet if I zigged instead of zagging. So yeah, I'm just going to to stay out. I think and just watch watch a good race. But um, if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably pick Coleman. But um, I'd never yeah, do I'm that. Scared, I'm scared stiff <laughs> of an an ease up. So I'm just going to stay out. I think. Bit too hard right. for me. Race five, stay with us, Nico, because uh, we're coming straight back to you. 1,400 metre benchmark 70, punch lane, $3.90. Can you forgive last start? Don't know. No, Zondi, $7.50. Hua, Havana, $10. Rumbled again, $10. Intrepid Eagle, lots of people are tipping at $11. And a few are on Masterful as well at 11s. Well, you haven't even mentioned mine. Go on. I'm, Green uh, Belt. I'm happy to forgive Green Belt. Um, why? Well, there's not like... Whoever backed him first up is fucking stupid. Like, how how does he start four dollars off six hundred and thirty seven days? You got fucking rocks in your head. Doesn't matter how good he's trialed. Well, if you're backing him off that last start run, then you've got rocks in your head. Too. I'm not backing him off the last start run. I'm backing him off that I know that he's going to take improvement from first up to second up, and he was never ever a betting proposition first up. Absolutely no. dumb. If you've backed him first up, go and get your head red. Because you should never have even had a bet on him first up. <laughs> Doesn't matter how good he's trialed. That could be one keep... of the worst bets that you've had in your life if you've backed Greenbelt first We need to up. clip this up if he loses this week. Are you backing him each way or just the win? No, minutes? each way. But I just think he, it's a it's a very big price to have a bet on a horse who's got a lot of ability. Like, yeah, he's had his issues and whatever, and he might not ever be the same horse again. But you're actually getting a price this time, unlike the $4 that he went around at first up, to see if he's still with us. Albeit he's got to carry 60 kilos, but I thought Punch Lane was pretty weak last start. We were on him. Pulled up lame. lame. Yeah, I know he pulled up lame, but still, he did. still disappointed. And that form isn't isn't very strong. Lang Park got swallowed up and spat out yesterday by Master Montaro and co. Um. The horse that I, I really wanted to back, but pff, I don't know where they go from gate 15, apprentice on, it's not going to be point and shoot, leave me out of it. Um, yeah, I'm just happy to be with Green Belt. Like, I didn't mind Masterful, but can't bring myself to back it. Um, yeah, I just think I just think Green Belt's a very easy bet to have. I'm not, like, no, by no means is he moral, by no means is he a big bet, none of that sort of rubbish. Is this a very easy bet to have at $15 and $4.40? I expect we might even get a touch better than that. So I just think he's a very, very easy bet to have. All right. Um, you don't have to have much on at those odds for a horse who's potentially the best horse in the race at his yeah. best. 
No, I agree. Punchline was disappointing last start, but I was so keen on him and he obviously did a few things wrong and put up lame and he, he did lane in the straight. So I haven't completely given up on him, but I don't know if I want to back him. I thought the five and the six were interesting and you could have something small on them at double figures. Intrepid Eagle was awesome winning two back at the Valley and then last start he was great as well, running home in the four fastest last 400 of the meeting. Um, look, I don't think that was the strongest race ever, but I think this is a horse dead set in great form and if Caulfield is playing fair then he should get his opportunity and, and I thought Masterful he's coming off the big dollar 90 SP where he was probably a moral beaten there at Cranbourne just beaten by the most perfect Damien Lane ride on signal and big jockey, jockey upgrade going from Luke Cartwright to Michael D and this is just this is just the biggest Michael D horse ever just suck 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 from barrier one present late I could potentially have something small on him. Absolutely um, shaft upon us. <laughs> but he, he was a dollar ninety SP last start. I know he's up in grade slightly, but it's it's not the hardest race ever. And I reckon he will outrun his SP. All right, let's move on to race six. It is 2,400 metres, uh, a benchmark 100. Herman Hess, $2.90 favourite from Monbahar, 380. Grand Promenade, the old boy, 480. And Fira, $5.00. That is, the market has said they're the only four chances, but Bot, you reckon there's one chance? I don't know about that, but... um. Oh, come on. <laughs> Get keen. Get keen. Oh, I am keen. Is this um, your biggest bet for the weekend or not? So far. Um. Oh, yeah, it probably is, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, I've backed... Uh, what's his name? Herman Hess. Um, I, I think it's like closer to an even money chance. Because the main, the main reason for the that... The day Herman Hess goes around at even money, I will... <laughs> well, oh, the, 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 the Jump off the bridge for, without a leg rope. The reason for that is because you, you look at the, the horses in single figures. You've got Monbaha, who was was about... Was it 600 days between runs? 550 days between runs, first up. You've got Skalm, who was in that same race behind Dunko and then dropped massively second up when put in an actual real race. And you've got, who else was in there? Um, Ferentless coming off 3,000 3, metre form and, and also Grand Promenade, who was um, 300 days between runs. That Dunko race was farcically run and you're not expending a huge amount of energy. Like, it's, I guess it's easier to keep up when you're, you, you're going so slow on a 400 meter sprint, especially for for staying horses. And if you're 500, 600 days between runs, you want it slow. You don't want it a genuine pace. Herman Hess just has to hold his form. If he runs it at a, a decent clip, like an, even an even pace, I think just like Skelm did last time, dropping off the cliff. I think Monbaha Grand not not as not so much Grand Promenade, but Monbaha especially. Um, will all fall off a cliff and Fearantless needs to go to a peak and I don't think it will coming back to 2,400 metres. I, I just think uh, Herman Hess is perfect setup, fourth up um, off a strongly run 2,000 metre race. I think it's a great bet. I think it'll go forward and um, yeah, it's those, just... Those, it's two, just... those two things don't go in the same sentence. Well, <laughs> I just, Hess, I just... great bet. <laughs> The, well, you're, you're betting Nelson is none, Southern France is none, Alakahan is 
or going hey, off. Or I'll have no, I'll have no Nelson slander, please. He's going to be the champ this year. Well, he's not, not up and overs, not all over the flat. He's just going to ready. a grand national or grand annual. Sorry. Perfect. Anyway, Herman Hesses needs to hold his form, and I think the rest will go backwards on their form. So he'll be back at Nelson simple. at the ball. Don't be slandering him. He'll be listening. Don't I don't need to up. add too much to what Bot has said, but Herman Hess, look, I haven't been one of his biggest supporters, and I don't think I've backed him that much, but this is the day. You won't have much left if you have. <laughs> look, I don't, I don't he's disagree with something, that. is he? He's a fucking flea. <laughs> What's he done? What what is wrong with him? What has he done, Bot? That's a great question. What has he done? What has he done um, to warrant you chipping into him? I'll tell you what he's done. This. He's been awesome this preparation. Um, obviously, two back he ran well in the race that was won by Regal Power. Alhambra Lad ran in that race as well. That's going to prove a pretty decent form race compared to this. And then last start, he rode that ridiculous speed set by the other Australian bloodstock horse, Golden Crusader. He was back to 2,000 metres. He was an outstanding effort to still box on and be right there. He was only beaten a nose by Aurora's Symphony, who just had the much better run given that race shape and had the dream perch on him. Gets Craig Williams here from Barrier 3, gets him with 53 kilos, and is just going to get the dream run. If he can't win this, I'll never back him again. But as Bot said, Furulentless is-, is coming off 3,000 metre benchmark 70 form. Grand Prom probably overachieved a little bit last start. He's got to carry the big weight here, but no no real knocks for him. And Monbaha, he looked better than what he was off the slow tempo, as, as Bot's already alluded to. And big chance he goes backwards, second up off 550 days off that slow uh, off that slow race shape. So I'm keen on having this. You pricks are sick. You, you are backing a perennial play skater, perennial bridesmaid later, later on. So... I'll be giving it to you when you tip that horse. Which horse are you referring to? No, I'm lost. Lindsay Park Silks. Oh. Race seven. I'm not tip. I'm not tipping him. Oh, aren't you? You're going stupid. back on your word. Race seven. Oh, off. Eight hundred. Eighteen hundred meter benchmark seventy eight. Star Vega five fifty from uh, Move Forex five fifty Captain Britain seven dollars. Almost said that with a British accent, Captain Britain. Uh, <laughs> And Otis seven fifty, Dublin Journal eight dollars, and Brooklyn Boss eight dollars. Nico, I've got no idea what you found here. Still in the fetal position from Wednesday a week ago. How Dublin Journey didn't win the other week, I've I've got no idea. Well, I do know. Johnny was sniffing ass the whole straight, and was just a very tragic beat. Unfortunately, um, should have won and won easily. Barrier four here. Um, God, hope we don't get hemmed away in an un, 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 unwinnable position again. But um, yeah, I'd, he's a bit of a box ticker for me, old Dublin Journal. I think he's a very fair price to back a uh, bet up each way. More the place. Probably, I'm going to go probably one by three, maybe one and a half by three and a half, something like that. I'm pretty keen to bet into this race. Um, I can pen a few. And I just think, yeah, he's a, he's a box ticker for me, Dublin Journal. He's won at Caulfield. He's won over 1,800 metres. Unlucky last start, half getting a price. Should have beaten Star Vega last start. Star Vega's favourite. So, um, yeah, I'd have him shorter. And I'm happy Fair to bet. Dart. All right, let's move on to race eight. It is the Jeffrey 
Belmain Stakes, uh, 1,200 metres Group 3 for the four-year-old plus mares. Rota Arataki, she's the class. She's $3.70 favourite from A Little Deep, $4.80. Rich Fortune, $7.50. Vagrant, $8.00. Party for one, $9.00. Penthouse, $9.50. And Nikoni, $9.50. I'll quickly go first here. Uh, on the sixth day, sign up. Make sure you message us on Instagram for close friends. We've backed Party for one, all in at $17.00. Look, 1,200 metres might be a little bit sharpie, and I don't necessarily love barrier one for her, but I think she's a horse with immense talent, and she can run really well. She's been jumping out uh, super uh, early this preparation, and she gets a great rider on board in Blake Shin, so I've had a good bet on her. I've also backed something small on Rich Fortune. I thought she would come up a lot shorter just with that Ray Magnerio form, and she's going okay but I can see why I can kind of see why the market hasn't respected her as much. She does need another win, but my main bet will be on Rota Arataki. I've taken four dollars. I think all she needs is the track to be playing somewhat fair, and she should be just about winning this. Um, first up over twelve hundred meters, last preparation, she ran home in the fastest splits of the race. She was super twelve hundred meters. Um, she ran third behind Benedetta and Parasol, who had the race between them up on speed. She came from a fair way back, carried 58 kilos and was monstrous. Um, we know her her MO was probably settling on speed and over 1,400 metres, but I think she can run well here. She's only had a few months off, so she should still have some residual fitness. And she actually won this race last year. She beat a horse named Ballet Rich, who has some talent herself. Look, the map is a little bit tricky. If they go back from nine, I'm not 100% sure what they do. They probably will just ride her a little bit conservatively, but she has proper group form, and a lot of these are still coming out of benchmark 70s, benchmark 80s, and they need to come up to her level. So as long as the track is somewhat fair, I think she gets in fine with 59 kilos at the set weights and penalties, and I think she's she a good way. Well. She gets in very well with the with the handicap, but... Um... Or mm. set weight, sorry, I mean, but um, but yeah, I want to be against her. Uh, if she to if she were to run to her best, she um, she'd win, plain and simple. But um, I think they'll go back and um, she'll need to, yeah. I, I think she she she's just too short at three ninety. I think she'll continue to drift. I wouldn't be surprised if a little deep starts favourite. It's hard fit. I think twelve hundred is perfect. I think I think it's a, a nice map. And um, $4.16 was my price. And um, I also probably want to have something on Rich Fortune as well. I, I can see, I, I think those be the two that they back. And yeah, maybe Penthouse gets a, a nice lead as well. So, um, but I, I've backed a little deep already and I want to back Rich Fortune. $8 is... Um, Seems fair. Yeah, it's fair enough, but I, I'll maybe just wait to the day. Maybe you'll bet again a little deep. I don't know. We'll see. I think, yeah, 550 is good betting a little deep. Okay. Can't believe it got beaten last start. Oh, my goodness. How did it get beat? It, it went, it hit the front. Um, on tra- I was sitting on track and it hit the front, went to the lead. Don't talk like about I, it. Yeah, I don't know. I had a proper tantrum at on track. It was. Yeah, well. Yeah. I won't tell you what nearly, what happened when I was watching it. Okay. Um, what horse anyway, are you on, Nick? Well, a little deep kind of 
fucked my plans with this race <laughs> because I had the information that it wasn't going there. And then I've had an all-in bet on Rich Fortune, even though I think it's a heartless flea. I thought, well, this is just going to suck up. <laughs> I thought this is going to suck up market percentage. It'll be like four, four or five dollars, and I'm not going to be able to save on it then. So I backed it at seven dollars or seven dollars fifty, just a little spec. Followed Benny in with his little party for one. So I was just building a little book, thinking that Rote Arataki would be nice and short. I'll be sitting pretty, can't lose. And then a little deep's stuck its nose in here where it didn't belong. And now it's just throwing a bit of a spanner in the works. So, uh, yeah, pulling its tail, to say the least. Um, so I'm already invested in Rich Fortune Party for One, and I'll be back in Rote of Arataki as well. She's a class horse of the race. Um, She's thrived in her in her break. Um, she's ready to go here. They're keeping her under the radar, but she will take um, improvement from Saturday. Obviously, she's only first up, but um, yeah, she's a good horse, and good horses find a way when they probably shouldn't. So, yeah, happy to be with her. Hopefully, you're right, bot. She gets out to five dollars because that'll mm, be that's fantastic. Good All right, move on to race nine. It is 1,100 metres, benchmark now, 84. Now, now we're having a crack. Midtown Boss, $2.25 from Ray Magnerio, seven fifty. Jungle Jim going for three straight is $8. Kin, $8. Pink Bow Tie, 14s and Brereton, 15s. Nico, I reckon your best bet is the same as mine. Oh, responsibly, this is a complete and utter fucking moral. <laughs> like, yes. This is my... See, but- this is my this biggest. Is what you need to do more of. This is my biggest bet on Saturday. This is my biggest bet in some time. I I've got a massive opinion of this horse. I we all know my love for Morning to Glory, and he picked him up last start, spun him around, threw him back doing cartwheels under his own steam. This is a proper horse. This is a group class sprinter against horses who are not group class sprinters. And he's getting weight off them. I've got this horse marked a dollar fifty-five, and I'm betting accordingly. The only horse that is warranted under double figures is Ray Magnerio, but he's not even as good a horse as Midtown Boss, and he's got to give him three kilos. Yeah, I'm gapping some horses in this race. Like, how, how is how is Kin eight dollars? She is a heartless flea, absolute heartless flea. Jungle Jim was blessed to win last start, in my humble opinion. Gets a negative jockey change, and it's not around. It's not up the straight. Goes back around the bend. Last time it raced here, it got beat by Kin. Well, that fucking says it all. Dead set. Pink bow tie. Brewer and Chester Warrior. Gap him. Betting yeah. up. Midtown moral. Oh yeah, what are you going to yeah, say about I, that? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm agreeing. I think this is a very good bet. I wouldn't mind sort of a little bit better than the two dollars twenty five on offer, but the market hasn't missed, and I think it's rightfully so. This win, I know it was only a benchmark seventy, but he carried the sixty and a half, and as you said, he's made Mornington Glory look second rate. Mornington Glory's come out and smacked Philosopher last week, who was going for four straight wins over the thousand meters. He's going to get the absolute dream run here from Barrier 2. He's going to be probably just in behind the speed with a black to follow, probably in the 1-1. One, one. 
And those splits home last up were really, really nice. He did it under his own steam. And if you look back to his form of last prep, like Legio 10, around second to Legio 10, it was flying after being gelded. Airman, Airman should have just about won a Sydney Stakes, the group two worth a million dollars on Everest Day. Those two horses are, it's, it's just ripping form. And he's obviously come back a lot better. Gets in really well with 56 and a half kilos. And as you said, I've got respect for horses like Ray Magnerio. He ran well last start. Jungle Jim, he had favours, but he still ran well. And Ken, uh, I don't think I can give her another chance. So Midtown Boss just looks the most obvious winner of the day. And I think he's on this massive upward trajectory and he should be racing in black type races pretty soon. We need to find where he's going. He probably needs to get his rating up to be racing in anything too good too soon, but yeah. Well, it'll come up a little bit too soon, but oh. maybe a good one. He, well, oh, yeah, yeah maybe. Race for him. I was, yeah, um, I was, I was shooting, I was shooting a little higher than that, but um, he'd be a pretty, he'd be, he'd be competitive in a new market or something like that with fifty kilos on his back if he keeps taking the general progression. Too soon. No, he might get in. You reckon? He'd be Maybe. a lethal horse with 50 kilos on his back in a new market. Could be, yeah. Um, yeah, I like him too. Oh. But I, I went a little bit better. Is a scary bots coming in with us? If I get if I get 260, oh, I'm a little bit better. They're 240 right now, Nico. So that's every possible chance um, market percentage comes out of it. You're getting 260, 270, even 280 on the day. Yeah, that's a that's a Good. All right. Let's but I could also there'll be phone calls. There'll be phone calls made for that price. Uh, if you, I know you've just talked down Kin, but I probably want to have something on. Oh, stuff. you sick bastard! <laughs> she'll yeah, she'll probably if, improve back to Caulfield, but like, all right, just, I'll I'll give can't. you one thing right now. If Kin beats Midtown Boss, you will Here not we see me next week. <laughs> <laughs> you won't see me ever. If Kin Nico, beats Midtown Moral, that'll be that'll be me done. Nico won't be on the podcast next week. If I won't happens. be here. Heard it here first. I won't be here, let alone on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he'll be making a call and it won't be to his man. All right, race 10 is a benchmark 84 over 1,400 metres. Lots of people will be taking the double, I would have thought, uh, Midtown Boss or Midtown Moral, as Nico says, into Jimmy Starr, who's even money favourite from Who Dares 750, Brun King at 50, Magnus Bin $10, and Tunnegrit 14s. I'll quickly start here. Jimmy Starr is a very, very nice horse. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's going to be incredibly hard to beat. But I just think Evans in a big field, he's stepping up a few grades. He's just a little bit short. I know he's, he's been jumping out excellent. Uh, he went past prior to Jenny in a jump out and looked outstanding. And all of his wins scream good horse. So don't get me wrong. I want to back that horse probably on the day at a much better price. But I've taken... $8 about who dares because I just can't believe it is this price. It is coming out of a manifold where it was nosed out by not an option. Not an option then went up in grade and ran well in a black another black type race behind the likes of Ayrton. You had Buffalo River in that race. You had Yonsei in that race. Um, and who dares went around $7.50 last start in a listed race. You can get $8 here in a lower grade of race. I know he goes up a little bit in the weights, but he goes Jai McNeil to Damien Lane, who's absolutely flying. And I think his map's fine from 11. I think they'll go forward. He'll be thereabouts to the speed, and he's rock-hard fit. 
And I think ever since he got to 1,400 metres, it has been the making of him. Uh, we saw him win two back at Sandown on the lakeside. He smacked Harbin there, uh, went around $3.10. And I just think he's over the odds here. So who dares I've taken $8 for. I think he's the big firmer on the day. And hopefully the market pushes out Jimmy Starr and we get something closer to $2.50 and I can have a bet on him as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've backed two horses early here. I've backed two dares with you, Benny, for all the reasons you've outlined. This is a very deep race, um, and that's exactly why I'm, I've got a big opinion of Jimmy Starr. I think he's, he's a proper horse, but I, I can't dive in at $2 at the moment. I've also had a bet on the top weight of one Poland. Oh, so uh, have This horse is going well. Um, he was always going to derive very good benefit uh, first up. He was never going to be winning over 1,200 in that race. Steps up to 1,400 metres, um, gets one of the best jockeys in the state. On his back, in Mark Zara, who's the perfect horse for him, because if, if he starts to think about it, uh, Zaz will scrub his ears off. Um, yeah, I just think he's a very easy bet. I thought he'd be shorter. This is a very, very deep race, and there's some horses in here that, that would not surprise. I've got a massive opinion of Bron King, but I think he goes arguably better on a wet track. The barrier is a bit cast as well. 15, yeah, and the barrier is cast. It's more so track condition than barrier. Um, but yeah, I sort of want two two fifty plus. Um, Jimmy's a star, maybe even more than that. Um, otherwise, it's just simply not worth it. I'll be backing him to sort of break square where I'm just happy to run me like who dares and and uh, pole in each way. So. Um, yeah, I think they have two very easy bets to have. I've got a massive opinion of Jimmy Starr, but if I've got to pull his tail on Saturday, if he doesn't get out in price, well, so bet. Mm. For what it's worth, I've also taken $41 for uh, Poland as well. I think he'll improve massively up to $1,400 off, off that uh, last Zaz is start such a good booking. Behind Shripper. Probably the best yeah, he draws one. Ever ridden him. He'll, he'll find the rail. He'll be right there on speed, and he's a horse that can go fast in front and sustain a good gallop. We know that. He'll be he'll... fit. Anything? This no. bloke's falling asleep. Oh, Yawn. sorry. We, so, no, no I, haven't, I don't have opinions, Chris. Oh, no worries. <laughs> All right, that is Caulfield wrapped up. Uh, we will come to you now, Will. Have you got anything around the grounds? Mooney Valley Friday night? I do. I have backed number three. Race first. Race number five at Mooney Valley Staunch. Um, I think it just needs to return to form and... It's a lot more likely than five fifty. Um, yep, it's a nice bet, and the better bet of the night is in the last. I think this would be completely steamed tomorrow. Its name is Hello World. If I think it's already started. Sorry, I think the the uh, the support has already started a bit. Yeah, it's been a four percent sh- uh, firm since the market opened um if this doesn't start with a four or three in front of it i'll be surprised this is they've smashed everything out of the um the mornington maiden um Genrico was off the map Junho was off the map at packenham before it was scratched um and at, at its first start um was beaten in a strong race behind Hedged and um, finished alongside Lang Park. So, yeah, it's um, yeah. If the, if it doesn't start favourite, I'd be 
I mean, not sorry. It doesn't start shorter than what it is. I'll be surprised. I think it should be three bucks. So. Well, Nico, Friday night, you you and I share one, but it's uh, it's nice and short. Uh, yeah, it is short. Um, is this Pivot City? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be winning. It's a good horse. Yeah. Hopefully we somehow get a bit more fat. I don't really want to nope. dive in at $1.60, but I don't think we will. Um, nope. Yeah, that's race six punters. Might have to run it through something. I have, thought about, having, I have thought about having a very, very large gamble eat into um, mid-down it's just It's a long weekend if you load into a dollar sixty on a Friday night and it gets beat. <laughs> First up, too. Yeah. But against a horse who I was fairly deep into in Osmar last time. Osmar. It's yeah. the danger. I just I don't think there is a danger. Pivot City was so good on debut, won by five at Bendigo. The race rated through the roof, fastest last four hundred of the entire meeting. The market had such an opinion of that race that it started four dollars eighty in the listed Poseidon stakes at its second start. That race brought home Archo Nacho, I'm Unstoppable, and King's Gambit as the trifecta. All three of those horses would be unbackable. You'd probably lose money if you backed them. They'd be 99 cents to, to the win <laughs> in a race like this. And oh, his jump outs have been excellent. Gets Damien Lane from Barrier 3. I, I think he's an M-word. He still needs to go forward in his form. Like he's yeah. not, if, he, if he runs till he's made a number, which he's unlikely to do, he's very likely to go forward. But if he runs the last start, he's in trouble, but he won't because that was a race, race shape against and lanes as well, wasn't it? Oh, it was just, that was just a weird race because the inside um, part were like five lengths in front of the <coughs> outside horses and they just, yeah. no, sorry, it was, there were 10 lengths in front of them. So yeah, it was a weird race anyway. It should go forward enough form. Yeah, they just let him go. Yeah. All right, let's go to Saturday, Nico. Uh, we'll go to Rose Hill first. I've just got a few. Race three, the first of mine comes up. Number one, Traffic Warden. Um, oh, I forgot I'm to. pretty keen on this horse. Uh, he brings great race form and his last start win at Caulfield was excellent. We know first up or on his debut, he ran home and he had better sectionals home than Stormboy, who beat him. We know Stormboy is the talk of the town at the moment with a $50 million price tag looming over his head. Hopefully for not too much longer. Yeah, and... I just think he should be closer to favourite here. I think $3.60 is respectable. Prost is the gay Waterhouse and Adrian bot runner. Everyone sees the one, the one one in, in the jump outs or the trials, but it's been scrubbed up a little bit to win those trials, and I don't think they were as impressive as some people first thought. So I'm pretty happy to back in the good race form of Traffic Warden there. Why is Traffic Warden not favourite? That's what I said to you earlier. No, no, I forgot to get back to you. Um, yeah, but- <laughs> Yeah, How, why is it not favourite? But we trial, can't work out, but trial pervs. Oh my goodness! It's like you would enough. have thought, like I don't know, like just like default, it would run second a storm by running fast, last four hundred behind it. Like you would have thought, like default, this thing's a dollar eighty. But no, it's it's second favourite to a trial squid. There you go. There's a bit of a off. there's a bit of a stigma out there in the uh, racing analyst world at the moment that. Gaybot two rolls. There's auto bets, I think. Oh, is it Gaybot? Oh, okay. The favourite's yeah. Gaybot, yeah. I think it's just a bit of a. The stats were so good, and I think now it's just being sort of overbet a little bit. Yeah. 
Second bet in Sydney comes up in race four. Lady Laguna, we're sticking yes. with her. Um, this horse was outstanding winning last start on the Gold Coast. Got back, but got into that beautiful running line down the outside, which we know can come into play on Magic Millions Day. Um, and it was outstanding. Ran the fastest last 200 of the entire meeting. I know it was only a slow tempo, but she's just got this enormous turn of foot. And she might have... She might have put it all together now. She's been in outstanding this preparation. She was second first up, and then she's won her last two in utmost impressive fashion. Back to 1,200 metres, but she only has to chase down Malkovich, who I think is a big query to run the 1,200. We know he's more of a 1,000 metre, 1,100 metre horse. And then the other danger is hard to say, and I just don't rate it as much. So Lady Laguna, $2.30, pick it up, take it out. I think it should be winning. And then what about race on five. What about it, Bot? On the lead's not a twelve hundred meter horse. We ran a good number last time, seventeen bucks. Oh, you can have a bet then, champ. I don't think I don't no. think it'll run twelve. Um, no, and then race five, Lady of Camelot. We are going back to Gay Bot here. Um, this horse was really good on debut, but it was cast three and four wide the trip, and it just did plenty wrong in the gym crack. Uh, it was only beaten less than half a length. Manal won the race, who is in this race as well. But I think it will be turning the tables. It draws barrier one now, gets Tim Clark. So we'll find the lead and we'll find the fence, which is so important with these two-year-olds. And it's won its two trials, not in squibby fashion, but in impressive fashion. And 1,100 metres, I don't think that holds any qualms. So Lady of Camelot, those are my three in Sydney. Froebel Star is the highest rated horse in this race. In race five. Yeah, it's what price is it like eleven bucks? Twelve dollars. Yeah, well the favourite hasn't had the opportunity to run a figure yet. Yeah, that's fair enough. But still no, like it's thirty bucks. Throwable star races in those sexy colours. Qatar. That doesn't matter. It's it was um well, second to two dollars. Nico, you're let's hope, let's hope that let's hope that Qatar bloodstock horse knows how to jump out the barriers. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness they didn't back that. Um yeah, well, could have been worse. Could have been on... Well, actually, uh... before you go, Nico, I've got to mention this horse. So to everyone that went to Beyond the Valley, you would notice that doof sticks are, are a big thing at music <laughs> festivals. And this horse in race six, race six, number one, Kettle Hill had his own doof stick <laughs> at BTV. And so I thought that was... Should. What that was horse. the most outstanding thing I've ever seen. It's running in a benchmark 78 over 2,000 metres. It's a Kirimar horse. It's $10. But, uh, yeah, you, you understand the play on words. Kettle Hill, make sure you get around punters. Can I just say... The horse or the doofstick or what, what the doofstick's about? Uh, we will not be <laughs> condoning <laughs> the use. Anyway, next question. Uh, this is the next one. Uh, I've got... One in Sydney um, that you've already touched on, Benny. Race four. I am with Lady Laguna. Uh, pretty keen. She looks a pretty to take out job to me. And I think uh, I'm not having a bet, but um, I think we might see something a little bit special from uh, Celerity in the Wind Stakes. Might not be Saturday, but she'll win a nice race. She's a smart filly. All right, beautiful. The good orphan horse, J Mac. Oh. The only other bet I had was on Sunday. I still might do more of the Chartin card once it comes around and fields have only just come up upon us. So 
cut me a bit of slack there, but they will all be on the app, the six-day racing app. But race seven, I've had this horse earmarked for a very long time. It is the first leg of the four-year-old series, the Hong Kong Classic Mile, 1,600 metres, group one. But it is a restricted group one to four-year-olds, so it's not classified as a group one on the world stage. It's important to note. Number one, Helios Express. This thing could be a bit of a jet. Um, it stepped up to 1,600 metres last start and looked outstanding. Um it's gotten better as it's stepped up uh, in distance, as I said. All the form around him is really good. And obviously, this is a set weights race. So he's just on a real upward trajectory. I forgot what his name was um, in Australia, but he won on debut with Zach Spain. And ever since he's gone to Hong Kong, he's just turned into a, a different beast. Gets Hugh Bowman, draws well in barrier six. And I think he'll just be way too good for him again. Uh we should get black odds with horses like Helene Feeling and James McDonald is riding How Deep Is Your Love. They should make sure that we at least get black odds and we can have a bet. Let's hope he wants to play ball on like, oh, mate, Lucky Swainess last week. I think Lucky Swainess is just tired. He's had enough. He's, he's raced like 15 times in two years. That it's was crazy. more than just being tired. Less. That Less, was more yeah. than just being tired. He wasn't having was a fucking. He was not having a bar of that. No, he didn't want to race. He pulled He's up late. He's just lane. a non-winner then. He didn't. <laughs> He's not a non-winner. That's just very well, uncharacteristic for him. No, he turned it up. Anything else around the grounds before we go to back lay pray and then questions? Oh, no. Right, I'm okay. not tipping that flea in, in South Australia. It was Sandy Prince, by the way, punters. He's also entered in race ten, Caulfield. So if I do decide to, if I do decide to fall back on my sword, it'll be in the Betfair watch list on Saturday morning. And we'll give you a nice slap if he turns it up. I don't think I can bring myself to do it because I would never look at myself the same in the mirror again if I backed him and he fucking got beat. He's He's a type of horse that should. He's a type. He's a type of horse that just should go there, win. And but he's gone over there and he's gotten he's run second twice already. Oh yeah, I know. It's I've looked at, looked at it and I was like, no, I can't. I despise horses like this. I when you said it to me, I'm like, this is this is so unlike Nico to back a prize. This is like oh. a, a me bet, not a Nico bet. <laughs> All right, back lay prey. Uh, I will go first. My best bet comes up in race nine at Caulfield. His name is Midtown Boss, race nine, the nine. My best value is race 10, Caulfield, number seven, who dares, taking $8 with the six day. I think he's more of a $5 chance, to be completely honest. And my lay, uh, I will lay for Antlis the place in the staying race. Huge. But I have no idea. Um, Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Herman Hess, but I don't, I don't know. Um, I like Anisa. I like all of them. But if I'm forced to, which I clearly am, um, <laughs> Herman Hess can be my, my best one. Are you new here, mate, or what? Oh, I don't like picking bests. Um, the, the Charlie, I mean, Archie Alexander one in race number two is called Yosemite Falls. That can be my... My prey and my lay can be, I don't know. Um, they all look pretty right to me. Oh, Rotorotaki then. All right. All right. Nico? Uh, 
Uh, my best bet of the day will be Midtown Moral, race nine, Caulfield. I'll be hurting if it gets beat. Uh, my lay of the day, race three, Rose Hill, Prost. And my value of the day will be Caulfield, race five. Number three, Green Belt. Goody. All right, let's move on to questions. I forgot to do them, or Bot and I forgot to do them last week. Uh, Nico wasn't there to keep us accountable, so I'll make sure... Nico's not there and the ship is sunk. (laughs) I promised the listeners that I would go back on some of those questions and and ask them again. So the first is from Brett Norton. Reverse the runs in the Australian Guineas. Does Legato beat attrition? Hashtag not bitter. (laughs) I don't know. Probably not. Legato was held up a little bit, but Attrition had it was deep the entire trip. It's a I don't think it's a question we can answer, but maybe he might he might have got a all right casual call out. Is Eleven's overs for Coleman in the Blue Diamond? No. Depends if he wins the race on Saturday or not. Because if he wins the race on Saturday, he won't be eleven dollars because the overreaction. If he gets beat, he'll be priced like. He's not. Leo Checo said, freest money you've seen on the punt. I think that might have been in relation to Legato being the uh, the photo <laughs> that post went with. <laughs> got well, done. Yeah. Brody says, who's got better with the New Zealand tab? They paid out. Oh, that's that made me sick when I heard that. Anyway. Fuck. Who's got a bigger future, Globe or Plenty of Ammo? Not a bad question. Globe, obviously. Globe's a good horse. I'm plenty gonna say not that good. Well, I think plenty of ammo will win a group one before Globe does. Plenty of ammo is not winning a group one. Well, it's a fucking mare can race its own sex. <laughs> Sit down. How many group one mares races are there? Enough. If Cyril Leo Miss didn't win one, it's not. Winning She'll one. be a better horse than Cyril Leo Miss. No, sorry. Beat Fuzzbuzz by two lengths or less than that. We'll have a bet. Head to head. Oh, God. Next question. Isaac Fry, is the six-day run by just Ben or all of you? It is run by just me. Um, But obviously, the the boys do have some influence. Uh, Morgan Lind, is there an Animo versus Romantic Warrior who's winning both in their prime? I'm not sure if Nico and I answered that, but uh, Romantic Warrior wins in his prime. Yeah. J-Mac's um, even said that for himself. Ryan Deach. J-Mac wouldn't know. Let's ask Steve. Oh, questions. yeah, J-Mac wouldn't know. He's only fucking rode both of them, you clown. He's only a jockey. Ryan, we've got to give him a pat on the back. He said, Bot, what is the ceiling of Brave Mead this prep? Still relevant. He won well, obviously, in the Manfred. Bro, ah, oh, D. Full credit, man. What's his What's his ceiling? Can he win um, in Australian Guineas? No. No. Nah, he's he's I don't think he's a miler. I think he's just a sprinter. Yeah, 12, 14. Maybe they'll try and win a full 1,400 metre. They'll probably, they'll probably run him in the Rupert Clark or something like that, and he probably runs midfield. Oh, yeah. I hope he goes to the CSAs in two weeks' time. Oh, yeah, he'll go to that. Then he might <laughs> I hope that. he does. I hope yeah. my fuck. Yeah, he will. Stepardi Step can absolutely revenge. toy with him. But do you think the that. Let It Run Challenge is the muggiest thing Ben has ever done? <laughs> I don't know what the Let It Run Challenge is. I can't remember what Ben told me. Let it ride. When well, we let it ride to begin with. Each week. Oh, that's right. Um, he called it the run it up challenge for a bit. He's had a few names for it. <laughs> oh, God. 
Typisk art age is getting things twisted. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Short answer is yes. Ben, yeah. how much are you getting paid per footy game this year? <laughs> None of your business. Uh, Will, if you were a horse, would you want to lead Sid OSL or be one out, one back? <laughs> On the bunny, mate. <laughs> On the bunny in front? Yeah, in front, oh. straight. Yeah, straight to the front. All right. Holy shit, there's lots of questions. I might not be able to get all these done, but Ben, what nutritional value do up and goes have? Very, very good carbohydrates. Maybe too much sugar, but mine had 17 grams of protein in them. So is that right? They go down an absolute rabbit hole. Nico, happy that the boogies didn't need to refund extra two bets. Yes. Will, can we have Max Mini on the pod for a soccer bet segment? He's going well, Maxie, isn't he? I love that. He's Will, is Brave Mead back? I don't even reckon Max is a real person, but... Um, <laughs> nah, well, um, I've seen him Brave once, Mead's, so. Yeah, Brave Mead's back, yeah. Uh, what got you into punting from Isaac Fry? All right, this is an easy one for me. Shatark was 2015 Manicato Stakes win. I say this story too often, but that is my first time on a racetrack, and that's what got me in love with racing. Anyone else? Nico, Nature Strip? Yeah. Watching kangaroos jump around Warnable. Rogue. Odd. Rogue. Uh, no, that, that was saying that's, that was Nico's. Mum was like, I don't know, I was like, jumping kangaroos are immortal. Fucking ears. Stu, I can't answer all of your questions. Sorry, Deethia. I've gone back on last week. I didn't realize you had 10 <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting a question limit from now on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stu says, hello, boys. Time. I'm f- back from a spell. Firstly, who missed me the most? Uh, probably Def's Will. Bot. Who's this? Stu. Stu. Oh, God. I'll do. <laughs> See, no, what, did. what did I miss, Stu? Nico married yet? No. Ben got a miso, maybe. Bot out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Stu, lastly, bloody good to see you back. Uh, which horse are you most excited for this autumn? Um, Mr. Brightside. Nice yeah. and simple. I can't wait for next Saturday. He's going to go picket fence. Oh, I cannot again. wait for next Saturday. Is Tice coming? Fucking yeah. oath. Is he? Yep. Fuck, I'll be there. He wasn't going to be, but he is now. Managed right. to uh, tell him what for. Tice says, Craig Williams always holds up three fingers. What's the meaning behind it? He thinks it means a W, as in a win. I've actually got no idea. I'm so. going to ask I'm gonna ask him next week. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't people more concerned about this? He goes, Will, your opinion on DeGraves? We don't care, Will. He's a good yeah. horse. Yeah. I think you can get to the race track, but, you know. Yeah, he's airborne at the moment, but don't worry about him, cuz. Don't worry about him. He's good. Is he back at the trial soon, or what's going on? Yeah, after boot mm. camp, he'll be ready. <laughs> boot camp. Stu said, uh, "And give us one overseas horse or a Sydney horse you're looking forward to seeing." I've got one, Desert Hero, in the Sydney Cup. We've backed it on the sixth day at twenty-six to one. It's now into six-dollar favourite, so it's coming. Uh, it's a Willie Mullins horse, I believe. It's coming for. Uh, the Sydney Cup, so no, it's a thingo horse. Um, it's a king's horse. No, it's not Willie Mullins. It's fucking what's he saying? Oh no, it's not. I got it. The wildest trainer, Haggis. 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 Yeah. William Haggis. Haggis. Not wrong, Willie. The wild is coming back, so he'll, he'll be hard to beat. Yeah, in he the will. QA, QA. Unfortunately, as much as it hates hates me to say. All right, a few more questions before we wrap up. These are the Twitter questions, and these ones are a little bit more serious. Uh, boom punting, boom punting, Jimmy Stein and easier to feed the families for a year. Hopefully, good luck. JK says, would be great getting thoughts on the winners and runners up out of the Manfred and Australia stakes and their future targets. 
So Australia Stakes winner V8 will go to the go and race the older horses in the North Stakes next Saturday. Yep. So he obviously has to meet, beat Mr. Brightside. Won't or Futurity, and then his uh, decision will be made where he goes after that. Where, whereas a lot of the other three-year-olds might go to the CS Hayes on the way to the Australian Guineas. So Southport Tycoon, I'm not sure which way they'll go, if they'll go wait for age again or CS Hayes, but I know... Yeah, Southport Tycoon's going to the oar. Yeah, uh, Brave Mead. Centify, Brave Mead. Stepardi. King Colorado, Stepardi, they're all going to the CS Hayes. Yeah, and the question of the day. I'll be able to tell you um, where they. I just told you where they're going, but I know, but I'll be able to tell you where they like rated. Um, Brave Mead ran a new peak. King Colorado was good. Sectional was good. Ran to basically his best. Stepardi was down in his form, obviously, and um, centified. Hopefully, we get a price because I'll be buttering up and balls deep. Last and, one um, of, V8 ran the day. a career peak as well, FYI. Oh, huge. Southport Tycoon would have been a peak yeah, as well. Yeah, as well, yeah. Yeah. ES Punting. G'day, gents. Massive fan of the pod. Thank you very much. Just curious to see what, if anything, help you learn different aspects and strategies when it comes to doing the form. Believe Ben and Nico use punting form, which is correct, and Bot uses Form King, GDX, and punting form. Think Bot may malfunction if he incorporates any further software into his processes. Yeah, Was there a certain slot. hook... Was there a certain book or person or series that helped you learn and develop your own way of doing the form? Cheers, lads. I'm very um, big on... I'll quickly go first. I'm very big on the eyes. I think just watch replays, watch how races are run, see where those horses are winning for, from on that particular day. And then I have started getting into punting form a lot more. And the great thing about punting form is you get to not only compare the benchmark times, which is one thing, but I think it's even more important to compare different times of different horses that race on the same day and the same track. I think that's the most, for me, that's the best thing about punting form because you might have a horse who runs the fastest last 400 meters of the day and he's running his maiden and he might be, you know, that might be over a thousand meters and there's a benchmark 70 over a thousand meters, which doesn't rate as highly. So usually that's a good guide to say that that horse is above average. Yeah, I've mm. always been a bit of an eyes guy. And then, yeah, as as I've gotten further into my punting life, I've just continued to learn and absorb information. And But yeah, I've got a mix of things. It's, I don't know. I've always, I always find it a bit hard to explain because I'll just I'll look at a, the way I dissect a race down. I don't know. I don't really have a set formula. I'm just stuck in my ways, and that's how I do it. It's pretty hard to explain. I'd have to sit down and write it all down for me to explain it. And that's probably a bit stupid, but yeah. Anyway, and bot, um, bot's a bit of a slut with all his software. <laughs> yeah, um, that's not. I don't know. He's not yeah, like, it, yeah, it is hard to. It's a hard, hard question to answer. Like, hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you want to send me a message on Twitter or something, if you want, I can, I can talk to you there. Anyone, like, just send me a DM, DM if you want to talk. I like talking about racing, so you can send me a DM whenever you want. Yep, jump in bots DMs. <laughs> They're lonely. All right, <laughs> lads. This, uh, this podcast has had it, had it all. It's had fifth legs. It's had kettle hills. <laughs> And hopefully, it's had a few winners. Uh, it's all about the two-year-olds this week for me. We see the return of some really nice horses to the races. So, good luck on the punt. And we'll all be back here 
next Thursday night unless Kim beats Midtown Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, punters. We'll see you back here then. See you, boys. See you.